God bless you, God bless you, and God bless you, people of God. Welcome again to CBT Change by Truth. I'm your host, Minister DK, and I'm excited to be here with you again to just share with you a moment that will open your heart and your mind. Hey, let me ask you this question because you know that's what I love to do without a doubt. The question I want to ask you is this right here. Have you seen a putty cat lately? <laughs> yeah, you remember Sylvester and Tweety and the cartoons on Saturday mornings. Well, Tweety Bird normally sat in his cage. And when something got his attention, and normally it was Sylvester, Tweety Bird was known for saying that line, I thought I thaw a putty cat. And the reality of it is, as a child, we just looked at that and we laughed. But in truth, if you have not seen a putty cat in your life, that simply means that you're not doing anything in your life that would warrant or draw now the presence of a putty cat. So get your heart, open your faith, tune your ears in. CBT, Change by Truth, coming at you. Minister DK, God's got a message and a blessing for you. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Well, God bless you, people of God. This is Minister DK coming back to you again to welcome you into this episode of Change by Truth. Hey, look, I decided to um, refresh my mind and actually start um, a segment on faith. I, I think that... Um, and I'm thankful for people who preach faith and we all preach faith. We should live faith and we should declare faith. But a lot of the times I'm coming into the understanding the way that God teaches me is that people understand faith different. And to be honest with you, the best teacher of your faith is your life itself. You can read the word of God all you want to. And what you're really using, what you're really reading now are stories about people who actually found the faith to believe the faith that God put in them. And many of the times nowadays, people now are implementing or they are repeating or they are reenacting the faith of other people, calling it their faith. Well, God created me a little different. And the hardest thing that you're going to ever find in life to do is to manifest the faith that God has placed in you. That's a trick. I'm going to say that one more time. The hardest thing you're going to ever have to do as a believer is to believe in the faith that God put in you and manifest that faith so that you can be blessed, people can be blessed, and the kingdom of God can be glorified and blessed. And so we're going to talk about in this episode of faith, have you seen a putty cat? That was in the introduction. And I pray to God it made you laugh. And I just want to ask you this thing right now. What is it in your life that gives you motivation? I mean, what is it in your life that is in your life that keeps you believing for a better tomorrow and hoping that a better tomorrow is ahead in your current day. There are many ways I could uh, put this question, but I guess I'll say it this way. What is the value of or importance in your everyday life that is choking the faith out of your faith? Why do you have Hmm, the distractive surroundings around you and what does that mean? 
Well, I'm going to make this episode real easy because I'm learning to be relaxed in God. And when we're relaxed in God, we can feel the presence of God. And when we feel the presence of God, people then can feel the presence because God is using you to release now the will of God out of your life. You know, as a child of God um, or a little child of God, one of my greatest things I love to do was to watch cartoons. You know, I'm a very avid television watcher. I love movies. I love these things. And um, I love Sylvester and Tweety Bird. I, I love Tiny Toons. I love Buzz Bunny and 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 Emma Fudd and Porky Pig. I loved all those characters because they actually drew my attention as a child. It wouldn't be until I got grown the age that I am now where I could look back and see the word of God operating inside of what drew my attention as a child. Many of you under the sound of my voice, you will find it a blessing if you learn to reach back into your childhood so you can understand your adulthood. The Bible says that and a child shall lead them. The Bible also says that anyone who hinders a little child from coming unto God might as well end their life. The reason why that is is because there is such a faith in a child that helps a grown person understand who they are and to do the works of God, not from a grown person's perspective, but definitely in a grown person's body, but from a childlike faith. And many of us are being consumed and we're being defeated and we're being drugged in our life because we have forgotten the little child that's in us. Well, in this episode, we're going to have fun and we're going to talk and be blessed by God. The scripture I want to use is this. Faith without works, the Bible says, is dead. <clears throat> Did you hear what I said? Faith without works is dead. In other words, in order for you to manifest your faith, there has to be a work done so that you can fulfill the faith in you. Now watch this, many a times we think of that work being done as something that we have to do. But what happens in your life as a believer when you don't decide the work that needs to be done to manifest your faith, but you're put in a position or in a place or in a circumstance or a situation by God, by life or Satan, so your faith can be seen. Many of us have not ever seen the manifestation of our faith. We talk about it, but we have not seen it. And today I want to discuss with you from a very simple childlike place, what the manifestation of faith looks like, what God will do to show you that your faith is greater than you. And it takes you coming to be vulnerable, to be exposed, and to be dead, not in the body, but in your desire for God to show you. Well, let's get this started. So put yourself in the mind of Saturday morning and you're watching now Buzz Bunny. and You're watching Tiny Toons. And in this instance, we see now Tweety Bird sitting in a cage and he's swinging. And for the most part, you know, Tweety Bird loved to sing while he swings. Glory to God. He would just be sitting up there and he'd be swinging, minding his business in the house. And you remember in the cartoon, there was the old grandmother 
who was always in the kitchen doing something out of sight, out of mind. And while she was in the kitchen doing something and Tweety Bird was in the swing singing Sylvester, you know, that black and white prowling demonic essence and evil thinking cat who had an appetite for that little chicken McNugget called Tweety Bird. Sylvester would be on the floor trying his best to get in that cage. Glory to God. Let's stop and look at this for a minute. Uh, Tweety Bird would represent you. Amen. And Sylvester represents the devil. Follow me here. The grandmother in the kitchen that loved Tweety Bird represents the presence and the power of God. And it's funny that you can be in an intimate stage or moment of danger and God not be in the room where you are, but he's in the house. That's a free one for you. And in the episode, Sylvester would slither on the floor and come up the pole of the cage open the cage and get Tweety Bird. That was his M.O. The devil's always trying his best to get at you because he knows things about you that you don't know about yourself. But that's not the issue that I have with this whole setup. It wouldn't be until I got to be a grown man until I asked one question of myself that God would then reveal to me. The question I would ask if the grandmother of the house is the owner of the house representing God and you now are Tweety Bird in a cage being kept safe, elevated off the floor, swinging, minding your business and Sylvester is in the house with the object and the desire to consume you and eat you. My question is this, this, if the grandmother owns Everybody, if God owns everything, that means the grandmother knows where you are. God knows where you are. God knows you're in a cage. God knows that there's a cat in the house that has a desire for you because all things are known of God. My question then is, and listen to this because it's going to challenge you. Out of all the Saturday morning cartoons that I ever watched of Tweety Bird and Sylvester, the question I had, and I ask you this, why was the cage, the bird cage, never locked? There was never an episode that the cage was ever locked. Now, now that I have your attention, let's look at this because the cage represents your faith. And your faith surrounds you. It guards you. Your faith is the thing that keeps you. Amen. Many of us have never seen a putty cat and Sylvester would be swinging and he would say, I thought I saw a putty cat, which means that by the time he saw the putty cat, the putty cat Sylvester had already locked in on him. What was Tweety Bird doing that would draw the cat? Was it that he was swinging and singing? Was it that he was a meal for the cat? Because, see, watch this. Many of you listening to me have never seen your faith in operation. You've never seen your faith now move God 
to the situation that you're in. And the reason why many of you have never seen the manifestation of the supernatural of God is because where the grandmother never put a lock on the cage because she understands what her presence is in your situation. God understands what his presence is in your situation. Many of the believers nowadays have reached through the cage and placed a lock on their own cage. Which means that your faith is not available to God. It means that your faith would not draw God because you don't believe in the presence of God or the grandmother in the house. That's why you lock the cage. Only a cage that is open, only a cage that is vulnerable, only a cage that can be accessed by the devil or anybody will draw somebody to your life. Do you not realize that many people that come to people that ask for prayer or ask for some type of intercession for them, they come to that person because they understand that their faith is not locked, but it's open because they believe God. Well, the truth of it is, is that Tweety Bird was never threatened by Sylvester. No, Tweety Bird was, even though he knew the cat was in the house, he was never threatened by Sylvester. How is it that a bird is not afraid of its most natural enemy? And he understands that there's no lock on his cage. The reason why Tweety Bird was not threatened because he understood and had faith that if the cat could get in the cage, then God could get in the cage. The grandmother had access to the cage. And many of us don't trust the presence of the grandmother in the kitchen. That's why we have a lock on our cage. Tweety Bird felt safe because regardless of what was around him, he understood that all things work together for the good of them who loved the grandmother or who loved the Lord and who are called according to his purpose. Hallelujah. Have you seen a putty cat lately? Is your faith open enough in life, in circumstances, in situations, on your job, in your home, in your marriage, in your neighborhood, in your church? Is your faith open enough where it will draw now the very presence of Satan himself? Because if you have not been bothered, if your life is going good and you're doing all you need to do and you haven't seen a pudding cat because you're so focused on yourself, that means your faith is worthless. It's one thing to be in a cage with a cat on the prowl. It's another thing to be in a cage swinging and singing, understanding that God now has something in store for you. That God now knows that as long as you're swinging and singing, that the devil is going to be drawn to you. Because watch this. If the devil is not drawn in your atmosphere, that means you have no atmosphere or you have no attendance or you have no presence with the grandmother, a.k.a. the Lord who is in the kitchen. I remember watching this cartoon one day and the grandmother came in and she told Sylvester and tweeted that she was leaving and she got in her car and she left the house. 
As soon as she left the house, Sylvester went to the window. He saw the car going down the road. He scrammed back over to the cage. He went up the pole of the cage, opened the cage up, reached in, grabbed Tweety Bird, opened his mouth. His tongue rolled out. He put Tweety Bird in his mouth. His tongue rolled back in his mouth. And before he could chew one time, the grandmother came through the back door, through the house of the living room, took a rolling pin, busted Sylvester in the back of his head. His tongue rolled out. She took Tweety Bird off of his tongue and put him in the cage. My God. My God. Now, the miracle is not that she saved Tweety Bird. The miracle is not that she knew the nature of the enemy, which she did. In my mind, the miracle was how could this old 87, 90 year old lady move that fast? Because what is it from the end to the beginning that God does not know? See, sometimes God makes himself disappear so things in life can take place and he can prove to you that he's faithful. He lets you get in the hand of the enemy so he can prove to you that his hand is deeper. He lets you get in the mouth of the devil so he can prove to you that the devil doesn't have teeth to swallow you and chew you when it comes to you. But what good does any of that do when you don't have the faith to leave your cage, a.k.a. your faith open? Oh, people of God, this is where we are now. We say we have faith, but the truth of it is. Many people have not seen a putty cat, a.k.a. a demon, the presence of the devil. We have not seen a witch, a warlock. We have not seen an imp. We have not seen or had any encounters with any demonic presence in our life or our relationship with God because we have placed a lock on our faith. And a locked faith does not do anything because a locked faith says, I don't trust God with my life. I don't trust God in my atmosphere. Matter of fact, I only believe in what I can do for myself. So I'll put a lock on my cage, my faith, and I will stand still in my own safety. The Bible says without faith, it's impossible to please God. So even though you may have faith, if it's locked, it's equivalent to having no faith. Many of us need to repent. And then we wonder why we have not seen miracles. We wonder why come we have not done anything great in God. We wonder why come we don't know who we are in God. We wonder why come we can't pray and invoke the presence of God in our situation. And the truth of it is, is because God can't get in our situation because we have locked God out of it because our fear of Sylvester is greater than our faith in the grandmother in God. I hope this ain't too much for you, but I like to keep it simple because we're talking about faith. A naked, open, vulnerable faith will draw Satan in your atmosphere. It will. And the reason why God would allow an open faith, an unlocked faith to draw Satan in your atmosphere. Is because God understands Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Why then would you be locking yourself up if you had a relationship with God? Don't you know the grandmother in the kitchen owns you as well as the putty cat or Sylvester? <laughs> oh, the wisdom of God. 
Hallelujah. What condition is your faith in? What position is your faith in? Are you in control of everything in your life? Does God have access to use you when he wants to? Or do you unlock your cage only for you to get out and then lock it back once you get in? The reality of it is, is that an open faith can move mountains. An open faith can heal and raise the dead. The open faith can rebuke any amount of darkness out of your atmosphere. Many of us are in to in control of our own selves. Ah, you can learn a lot from Tweety Bird. I wish I could get a T-shirt and say, I thought I saw a putty cat on it and mail it to you so you can wear it. Because if the devil's not messing with you, it's only because God is not in your life. And if God is not in your life, the devil don't have to mess with you because he's already got you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. An open faith. I never thought about it, but I said, God, this cage has never been locked out of all the years of watching cartoons. Sylvester had access to Tweety Bird. But in all the years of watching it, he never consumed or devoured Tweety Bird. See, many of us, we don't want to be in the will of God because we think the will of God is having blessings and houses and money and living good and having clothes and wearing. Uh, that's, that's, that's not the issue. That's, that's not the blessing of God. The blessing of God is for God to get the glory out of your life. And in order for God to get the glory out of your life, a real sanctified, anointed glory out of your life. <laughs> in order for him to get that glory out of your life, there has to be some measure, some percentage of darkness. Let me prove it to you. Uh, Daniel now was placed in the lion's den with lions and they put the stone over it for him to be devoured. But when they removed the stone the next day, Daniel was asleep on the very thing they assumed to kill him. Meshach, Meshach, and Abednego, the three Hebrew boys, were sentenced to death and placed in a fiery furnace. And they closed it. And when they looked in, they saw the three Hebrew boys having a prayer meeting amongst the flames with Jesus in there. Moses now came to a point where he was distraught about going forth with the people of God in the desert. And he went to God and he said, show me your face. And God told him, there's a cleft over beside me. Get on the cleft and I'll place you in the rock. Put my hand over it and show you my backside. Show you how faithful I've been in your past so you will believe your future. You need to understand people of God, even Jesus Christ. They killed him and they laid his body in a tomb and put a stone over it and guards to guard it to make sure it stayed dark. And the angelic host of heaven came down and brought him out. In order for there to be some type of glory in your life where God can be glorified and people can see that you belong to God and that your faith is open, there always has to be some measure of darkness in order for the glory of God to be manifested in your life. And many of us have faith but it's a locked faith. 
and you think you're locking the devil out, but you're not, you're locking God out. Hallelujah. So I challenge you today. Is your faith open? Have you truly seen a putty cat or the presence of Satan circulating in your atmosphere? Are you vulnerable for God to put you in a place where it's secluded and covered with darkness? Are you available for God to place you in a tomb, put his hand over it so he can remind you of what he's done in your past? Are you dead enough for God, for God to let the enemy close you in and put guards around the tomb to keep you in darkness and God then comes out of it? Even Lazarus was placed as a dead man, but not dead. His sickness wasn't unto death, placed in a place of death. And Jesus showed up four days later and said, remove the stone and brought him out. There has to be some level of darkness in your life. We cannot be so consumed by what makes us feel good, look good and makes life easy for you. Jesus once said it. He says, foxes have holes, birds have nests, but the son of man have nowhere to let to rest his head. He didn't come to be comfortable. He didn't come to take sides in this world. Jesus came to take over and take dominion in the kingdom of God. So I challenge you this day. Open your faith and see the power of God in your life. Open your faith and watch God do the miraculous in your life. Do you hear me? I'm talking to you who's listening. You can see God other than church. Church is the house of God where the presence of God lives. If, if you really want to see God, stop looking for God in a place that is the light his presence, his house is a lighthouse, a house of light. That's what the sanctuary is. That's what Sunday morning is. Stop looking for God in the place of light, but look for him in a place of darkness. And there you will find the miraculous of God manifesting in your life. Once Tweety Bird saw Sylvester, and he saw that putty cat. He didn't get afraid. He didn't shake and shimmer. He didn't go crazy and fly all over the cage. People of God, and I pray you catch this, what he did. He said, I did, I did, I did see a putty cat. In other words, he got excited because he knew that if the putty cat was around him, he knew that God now was on the move. He knew that God now was in the atmosphere. He knew God was up to something. The devil only proves in your life that God is working in your life. And if there's no open faith, if you do have a lock on your cage, I pray for you now that you take it off and realize that your life as a believer is not yours, but it belongs to Christ. For if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away and behold, all things have become new. God's trying to get the newness out of you. Stop trying to save the old in you. Take that lock off your cage. Amen. Father, I bless you and I thank you for the people of God. I thank you, God, that they heard this simple yet powerful illustration of what faith is, open faith is. 
Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. God, if we're expecting and hoping for something we have not seen, we cannot receive it if the door to our heart and faith is locked. We thank you, God, for the presence of Satan. We thank you for his plan and agenda to consume us because he cannot kill who is already dead and we're dead in Christ. That's why we live and move and have our being in you. Bless this message to touch the people of God's mind. Bless it for them to understand who they are and to take the lock off of their faith and believe you for greater works, God. We give you glory and we give you honor and God give us the hope and the faith to look for a putty cat. Because if we see a putty cat and we recognize a putty cat, we're about to see the presence and the move of God in our life. In the name that is higher than any other name, it is in the name of Jesus that I proclaim, decree and proclare, declare this be so God over the people of God's mind and their heart. Have them to receive God and see the miraculous in Jesus name. Amen. Hey, people of God, that's all I got. I just wanted to share and make this simple for you. Look, it's not hard believing God. God says, unless you be converted as a little child, you cannot come into the kingdom of God. Don't become too grown for God. Reduce yourself to a childlike faith and you will see the miraculous of the kingdom of God manifest in your life. And it's a DK coming to you, CBT Change by Truth, until we talk again. <laughs> Keep looking for that putty cat. God bless you. Well, people of God, that's it. That's going to do it for this episode of Change by Truth. I thought I thought a buddy cat. I pray that that really touched your heart in a simple way, a powerful way, and a true way. A lot of times we see so many things in life, but the things that we see don't really stimulate or motivate our life. As a child of God, you need to be in the presence of God to understand who you are in God. And an open faith is a true faith, is a powerful faith. An open faith is a faith that God can smell for miles away. And God is invoked by an open faith because an open faith says, I trust God. Look in your life, trust what you see in your life and ask yourself, does God now have access to your life? And do you live in such a way trusting and believing God that the devil now is drawn to you? Not because you're so anointed, but because you have the ability to be in the presence of God. And Satan now is drawn to anything that is righteous like that. Think about it. Be blessed. Be blessed, people of God. I come to you in a simple way so you can find God. <laughs> in your own way. Until we talk again, keep believing, keep being true, but most of all, be honest with yourself about who you are. God bless you. <laughs>